Part two, chapters fifteen through nineteen of Out of the Shadow by Rose Gollop Cohen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter fifteen. From Castle Garden, we drove to our new home in a market wagon filled with immigrants' bedding. Father tucked us in among the bundles, climbed up beside the driver himself, and we rattled off over the cobbled stone pavement with the noon sun beating down on our heads as we drove along i looked about in bewilderment my thoughts were chasing each other i felt a thrill am i really in america at last but the next moment it would be checked and i felt a little disappointed a little homesick father was so changed i hardly expected to find him in his black long-tailed coat in which he left home but of course yet with his same full-grown beard and earlocks now instead i saw a young man with a closely cut beard and no sign of earlocks as i looked at him i could scarcely believe my eyes father had been the most pious jew in our neighbourhood i wondered was it true then as mendel said that in america one at once became a libertine father's face was radiantly happy every now and then he would look over his shoulder and smile but he soon guessed what troubled me for after a while he began to talk in a quiet reassuring manner he told me he would take me to his own shop and teach me part of his own trade he was a men's coat finisher he made me understand that if we worked steadily and lived economically we should soon have money to send for those at home next year at this time he smiled you yourself may be on the way to castle garden to fetch mother and the children so i too smiled at the happy prospect wiped some tears away and resolved to work hard chapter sixteen what i recall after this is an early morning when we were already established in a tiny room with peacock blue walls and a window looking into a grey courtyard there was also a small table a chair and a cot spread with a red comforter we were having breakfast but only aunt masha and i ate father sat opposite us watched us dip our buttered roll into the hot coffee and asked many times is it good his voice was soft with pity and tenderness it is delicious we assured him this was the first time in my life that i tasted coffee and the first time aunt masha and i had enough to eat in a month before leaving for the shop that morning father told me that i should have to stay at home at least a week and feed up he said laughingly that i looked green in more than one sense so we stayed home and though we feared to venture out of the building we did not lack amusement everything was new and interesting to me it was pure pleasure just to stay in our own room and look and examine our new american furniture and try to imagine how mother and the children would be impressed a great part of the time we stayed out on the stoop i was dazed by all there was to see i looked with wonder at the tall houses the paved streets the street lamps as i had never seen a large city and only had had a glimpse of a small one i thought these things true only of america one day while aunt masha and i stood out on the stoop we saw a dark little man with a red bandana around his neck and a silver earring in his ear wheeling what appeared to be a queer-looking box and when i saw him stop and make music come out of it and the little girls that followed and others that joined begin swaying to the rhythm their little pigtails flying the little faces alive with enjoyment i stood dumb with wonder at this even aunt masha looked astonished but the next moment she explained knowingly don't you see he goes about playing in the streets that the children may dance that seemed very probable i expected all sorts of wonderful things of america though at home i had also heard things that were sad 
i had heard one day the mistress of the inn and post-office talking of her two sons in america i heard her say that they were machine operators and they had lost their feet at the sewing-machine i took it literally as indeed i took everything else so one day when i saw a rather tall boy of about fifteen pass our door on queer little wheels roller skates i could not keep tears out of my eyes i thought that this must be a machine operator who lost his feet at the machine that a boy of that age could go about in open daylight on a plain weekday amusing himself would have never occurred to me one night father came home from work a little earlier than usual and took us to grand street i was dazzled by the lights the display in the jewelry shops and dry goods store windows but nothing surprised me so much as the figures in the hairdresser's window one was a blonde the other a brunette one was in pink the other in blue their hair was beautifully curled and dressed each one with a mirror in one hand and the other held daintily on the back of the hair went slowly turning around and around and smiling into the mirror at first i could not believe that they were not alive until father and aunt masha laughed at me it seemed to me nothing short of a miracle to see how perfect the features were the smile and i thought oh america is truly wonderful people are not shoveling gold in the streets as i had heard but still it is wonderful when i told it to father he laughed wait he said and then he took us to silversmith charlie's saloon and i saw the floor studded with half dollars from mrs felsberg we learned at once the more serious side of life in america mrs felsberg was the woman with whom we were rooming a door from our room opened into her tiny bedroom and then led into the only other room where she sat a great part of the day finishing pants which she brought in big bundles from a shop and rocking the cradle with one foot she always made us draw our chairs quite close to her and she spoke in a whisper scarcely ever lifting her weak peering eyes from her work when she asked us how we liked america and we spoke of it with praise she smiled a queer smile life here is not all that it appears to the greenhorn she said she told us that her husband was a presser on coats and earned twelve dollars when he worked a full week aunt masha thought twelve dollars a good deal again mrs felsberg smiled no doubt it would be she said where you used to live you had your own house and most of the food came from the garden here you will have to pay for everything the rent she sighed for the light for every potato every grain of barley you see these three rooms including yours would they be too much for my family of five we had to admit they would not and even for these she said i have to rent one out perhaps it was due to these talks that i soon noticed how late my father worked when he went away in the morning it was still dark and when he came home at night the lights in the halls were out it was after ten o'clock i thought that if mother and the children were here they could scarcely see him one night when he came home and as he sat at the table eating his rice soup which he and aunt masha had taught me to cook i sat down on the cot and asked timidly knowing that he was impatient of questions father does everybody in america live like this go to work early come home late eat and go to sleep and the next day again work eat and sleep will i have to do that too always father looked thoughtful and ate two or three mouthfuls before he answered no he said smiling you will get married so almost a week passed and though life was so interesting still no matter where i went what i saw mother and home were always present in my mind often in the happiest moments a pain would rise in my throat and my eyes burned with the tears held back 
at these moments i would manage to be near aunt masha so that i could lean against her touch her dress how aunt masha felt i never knew but once father brought each of us a black patent leather belt one day she put hers on and came over to me close your eyes ryall she said and feel the belt on me i did and as i passed my hand around her waist i said this is how grandmother used to see when we put on something new when i opened my eyes i saw that aunt masha's face was wet with tears chapter seventeen i think it was at the end of a week that aunt masha received an offer at her old occupation as children's nurse as it seemed to her a desirable place and as she wished to begin at once to pay off father for her steamer ticket she accepted it so one morning after father left for work a large good-looking woman owner of a delicatessen store came to her all that morning as she went about the room gathering her things and packing them into a bundle she was flushed and excited and avoided meeting my eyes when the bundle was tied and she was ready to leave she came and drew me towards her almost roughly good-bye ryle i felt her whole body shaking with sobs remember she commanded not to go alone any further than the stoop and then she added a little sulkily no doubt you are glad to see me go she took the bundle under her arm and followed the woman and i went out and stood watching her until she disappeared through the long dark narrow hall soon i could hear only the click click of her high slender heels on the wooden floor and on the stone steps from the hall below the click still came up but faintly and i had to bend forward to catch it then i heard the street door slam resound through the building and all was silent chapter eighteen during the first two days that followed i missed aunt masha dreadfully and felt ill with homesickness loneliness and even fear while in my room i tried to find the pleasure and interest of the first days but now the table the cot the chair were merely strange things which seemed to stare at me coldly neither could i stay out on the stoop i tried to do so the first day but felt too timid to go any further than the door there as i stood for a few minutes looking at the people passing back and forth at the houses across the street the feeling came to me suddenly that i was utterly alone there is not a face that i know i thought not a spot that is familiar to me where are father and aunt masha i tried to picture them i saw many streets rows and rows of brick houses crowds of people but i could not see their faces anywhere with a sick feeling of fear i shrank back into the hall father never knew how i was troubled by the time he came home at night i was asleep or pretended to be one day while wandering about through the tenement trying to amuse myself by walking up and down the steps so as not to think of home i reached the top floor and found that there were no more steps to climb but instead i saw an open door which seemed to lead into an open space i stepped over the threshold and stood still i was not sure that this place was safe to walk upon then seeing that it was large square and solid i thought it is a floor built on top of a house i walked to the centre and looked about i saw roofs and sky on all sides on some of the roofs i was surprised to see clothes on ropes fluttering in the wind here and there from buildings standing out among the rest i saw flags waving but what i looked at with joy after a momentary glance at these was the sky it was like finding unexpectedly someone dear from home i sat down on the doorstep in the shade and looked at the sky and thought the sky is the same everywhere there is only one perhaps mother too sister or someone at home is looking at it at this very moment 
this thought made home seem a little nearer then i remembered grandmother saying when it is day in america it is night in russia oh i thought so they are asleep now in a moment i was far away from cherry street i was in our log house i stopped at mother's bed i looked at the children sleeping at the foot of it i peeped into the cradle i passed close to grandfather's bench near the stove i stopped at grandmother's bed and looked at the empty space which was mine suddenly i became aware of someone standing back of me i looked over my shoulder and saw mrs felsberg with baby in her arms i felt ashamed of my tears and hid my face in my hands she did not say anything but sat down on the step close to me put her arm around me and gently drew me towards her until my face rested in her lap beside the baby's small cheek from that day the baby became a great comfort to me i amused him rocked him and carried him about in my arms when he cried often as i walked up and down the floor with him singing him to sleep he sent his little hand out and caressed my face the touch of the tiny fingers on my eyes would make me feel less lonely when saturday came i felt happy because father stayed at home after dinner we went out into the street i walked beside father clasping his hand tightly i looked about and wondered how people could find their way without seeming to think about it all the streets all the houses seemed very much alike father stopped at a fruit stand and told me to choose what i wanted there was nothing strange to me in that at home when we sold fruit as we did sometimes during the summer jewish people came on saturday to eat apples or pears for which they paid the following week so i thought it was the same here i looked and looked at the fruit what shall i take apples oranges plums pears all were arranged in neat pyramids all looked good and very tempting surrounded by fresh green leaves glistening with drops of water i looked at the strange fruits also i saw long finger-like things with smooth yellow skins and grapes which i knew by name only in a glass case on a square of ice there were some slices of watermelon what shall i take i asked turning to father anything you like he smiled encouragingly i decided on a slice of melon i looked up into father's face i felt proud of him that he had credit at so beautiful a fruit stand as i received the melon in my fingers i saw father take his hand out of his pocket and hold out a coin i felt the blood rush to my face i stood staring at him for a moment then i dropped the melon on the pavement and ran before i had taken many steps i realized that i was running away from home and turned back in passing the stand i did not look to see if father was still there but ran on my father has touched coin on the sabbath these words rang in my ears i was almost knocked over by people into whom i ran but i paid no attention others stopped to watch me curiously as i ran by it seemed to me that it was because they knew what i had just seen and i ran on with my cheeks flaming suddenly it seemed to me that i had been running a long while and i felt that i should be near home i stopped and looked about but i could not see the house anywhere i ran further looking about wildly and trying to remember things so as to locate myself suddenly i came upon a dressmaker's sign which i recognized i hurried into my room closed the door carefully and threw myself down on the cot burying my face into the pillow father carries money about with him on the sabbath oh the sin oh poor grandmother i thought how would she feel if she knew 
brother is only seven years old and already he is so pious that he wishes to remain with a learned jew in russia after mother goes to america that he may become a great rabbi how would he feel how would they all feel then i remembered yana who on hearing that father was in america and feeling that perhaps we were too happy over it came one day to torment grandmother the first thing men do in america she had said is cut their beards and the first thing the women do is leave off their wigs and you she had said turning to me venomously you who will not break a thread on the sabbath now will eat swine in america oh god i thought will it really come to that shall i eat swine after what i had just seen nothing seemed impossible in utter misery i turned and felt about with my burning cheek for a cooler place on the pillow as i did so i remembered that the pillow was one which mother gave me from home i slipped my arms under it and pressing my lips to it i wept no i shall not eat swine indeed i shall not chapter nineteen on the following day father came home at noon and took me along to the shop where he worked we climbed the dark narrow stairs of a tenement house on monroe street and came into a bright room filled with noise i saw about five or six men and a girl the men turned and looked at us when we passed i felt scared and stumbled one man asked in surprise avrom is this your daughter why she is only a little girl my father smiled yes he said but wait till you see her so he placed me on a high stool opposite the girl laid a pile of pocket flaps on the little narrow table between us and showed me how to baste all afternoon i sat on my high stool a little away from the table my knees crossed tailor fashion basting flaps as i worked i watched the things which i could see by just raising my eyes a little i saw that the girl who was called atta was very pretty a big man stood at a big table examining brushing and folding coats there was a window over his table through which the sun came streaming in showing millions of specks of dust dancing over the table and circling over his head he often puffed out his cheeks and blew the dust from him with a great gust so that i could feel his breath at our table the machines going at full speed drowned everything in their noise but when they stopped for a moment i caught the clink of a scissors laid hastily on a table a short question and answer exchanged and the pounding of a heavy iron from the back of the room sometimes the machines stopped for a whole minute then the men looked about and talked i was always glad when the machines started off again i felt safer in their noise late in the afternoon a woman came into the shop she sat down next to atta and began to sew on buttons father who sat next to me whispered this is mrs nelson the wife of the big man our boss she is a real american she too was pretty her complexion was fair and delicate like a child's her upper lip was always covered with shining drops of perspiration i could not help looking at it all the time when she had worked a few minutes she asked father in very imperfect yiddish well mr blank have you given your daughter an american name not yet father answered what would you call her her yiddish name is raoul raoul mrs nelson repeated to herself thoughtfully winding the thread around a button let me see the machines were going slowly and the men looked interested the presser called out from the back of the room what is there to think about raoul is rachel i was not surprised at the interest everyone showed 
later i understood the reason the slightest cause for interruption was welcome it broke the monotony of the long day mrs nelson turned to me don't let them call you rachel every loafer who sees a jewish girl shouts rachel after her and on cherry street where you live there are many saloons and many loafers how would you like ruth for a name i said i should like to be called ruth End of chapter 19